Are you ladies man 217? Where are the glasses?
Welcome guys to Rock Phoenix Live. Tonight we have movies as our theme tonight. You're listening to some hard rock from some hard soundtracks. This is Rammstein Fury. like our new music our new background music to get rid of the porn music that's so heavily weighed upon people's hearts experimental background music 
<laughs> it is experimental. No, I, was... I, I like this one. I just, eh, I don't really like like it. Like well, it. it's in 3-4 time, so it's not in your standard 4-4 four, four time that most songs are in. That's I don't know I what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It means that, like, most songs are like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, okay. two, three, four. What this is one is one, two, three. One, two, three, 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 four. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's off. Three, two, one. Go! It's good to try different stuff, and I think you and Liam, or or just you, should play your own for Pete's sake. I know. I told don't him. like compile it and whatever this app thing is, whatever this music maker. Just play it, record it. You've got all the stuff. Right. Yeah, we should. I told him. Bang, bang. I didn't know what movie that was from. I had to look it up. Triple X. Yeah. No, I yep. didn't know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. Didn't we discuss that before we did the show? <coughs> no, that was that other song you're going to play. And I said, I didn't know that song came with that movie. Oh, I got you. I don't remember what the other one is, but it'll come to me. Yeah. Welcome to Rock Phoenix Live, guys. Tonight we have a great show packed with tons of movies that we're going to be playing tonight. Movie songs. Movie songs. And Soundtracks. Then, yeah. Guess guess what movie they come to because, you know, or they go to. Right. Some of them are really obvious. <laughs> <laughs> that one, Rammstein's If You Are Free. Uh, do you know what that means? I don't know if I pronounced that right because I don't know German. It means fire at will. Yeah. Bang, bang. That, that movie, Triple yeah. X, was an amazing movie, I thought, because um, it was just really packed with a lot of stuff that people normally wouldn't do on a regular basis. Like, in the movie, he, like... <laughs> and again, the print, the scene where Rammstein is playing in the movie, yeah. um, he's they're actually trying to break in and kill somebody, and it's all sabotage, and yep. the music just fits perfectly in there. But the most important part that I like about it is you got to see Rammstein. Like in their most, like they, yeah. he has fire. They're pretty hardcore. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah. I was watching it. He's amazing. Rammstein is an amazing band. I would love to see them come to town and play because they are just one of those bands that still have theatrics. I thought nobody could afford them because they want billions of dollars to come and play at your stadium. And on the other hand, right, that's exactly it. They We're are really so expensive. Awesome. Yeah, whatever. Well, and then uh, uh, the, the lead singer. Till Lindman, Lidman, or I can't remember. I can't pronounce his name right. Oh no! Uh, he's in trouble right now for some uh, some legal stuff. I'm not sure. Hmm. Not in trouble. I thought it was like something to do Seems with like, like sexual such an harassment or something. Man, yeah. Right. He's a buff dude. <laughs> that guy is tough. Yeah. And I I also used to develop my drumming style according to Christoph, who is the drummer of Rammstein. And we I took German in high school because I listened to Rammstein. Because it was of like Christoph. Do you want to learn Spanish? Or do you want to learn French? Do you want to learn German? Oh, Rammstein. What is that? Yeah, I want to take German. That's cool. And then me and Tim ended up taking German in high school because we listened to Rammstein. So, very influential band. Yep. <laughs> glad, to, glad to hear that you can speak German after all of that. Das ist gut. <laughs> Actually, the only thing I came out of German with was um, 200 Gramm Butter. Oh gosh, what is that? 2,000 grams of butter. You're <laughs> supposed to at least know where's the bathroom. I know, that's right? kind of an important one, not butter. Right, that's all I, I got. I think out you can live it. without butter, but you have to pee eventually. Yeah, yeah. All right, and so we started the show tonight with uh, New Divide by Linkin Park from the Transformers soundtrack. Yep. What an amazing movie. Transformers. 
They did three songs for the Transformers movies. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did. I didn't know that. And then everyone keeps saying that's Megan Fox in that New Divide video. Uh Uh-uh, it's Chester's wife, but they put some kind of filter or whatever to make her just look like Megan Fox. Uh People assumed it was Megan Fox. So his wife must be kind of a hottie. I don't know. I don't know who his wife is. I don't know. Chester Bennington's wife, you don't know who she is? No. Oh, well, she's beautiful. After he passed away, I just didn't want to really look into anything about him because it was just kind of like sad. It was so close to home. He's from Arizona. Yeah. He lives in yeah, but you're not. No, I'm not. But he's from Gilbert, Arizona. No, I think what is sad is we just assume these people are fine and happy and going about their business because they're making tons of songs and, you know, albums and making money. And then, oh, that was it. And they have families. Oh, no, I'm just going to kill myself tonight. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. That's it's, shockingly sad. Just the way you put it, it's funny. But it's not funny. The situation it's, itself is No, people need to start talking. Go get help, man. They do. Medication or something, right? But going back to Transformers, that was an amazing movie. I loved that movie. When it first came out, everything from the beginning, the, the audio it's was... all great. Oh, yeah. Yep. I don't... I, I can't think of anything that I didn't like about that movie because it was really quite just mind-blowing. Like, everything was just a great... It was funny, and it was dramatic, and it had car chases with uh, cool cars. And the car course, scene between right? the Mustang and the Camaro. Yeah, that's and your then favorite. That, that, that song was actually by uh, uh, the Pretty... Re- or not Pretty Reckless. It was uh, pretty... Han- it was called Pretty Handsome Awkward, but I have it. Oh, my God. I can't remember the name of the band. The Used. The U's sang that song. That was such a great song. And you would never know it was them. And you Google, you know, what is that song they play in the car chase? Because that was the only way you'd find out what song it was. There's it, uh, Even on the Transformers soundtrack, they didn't even have that song. Oh, really? So they didn't when give you them Google, any credit for it? No. So when you actually go and Google the U's and how you find out what was on the Transformers soundtrack during that thing, it says that the director himself picked out the U's to play in that part because he liked that part of the song. Oh, it was just an cool. amazing, yeah. It was totally awesome. Well, totally and rockish. it fit perfect. And that's what these producers are paid to do, I'm assuming, is to fit scenes together and characters together and the music together so that we're all just blown away. Yeah, because you want to get you want to get put into the movie. You want to yeah. get tran- into a trans- transformed. <laughs> the transformed, right. More than meets the eye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jen. Hey, now that we're on movies, what's your favorite movie? Uh, I have a whole bunch of them. They're all from the 80s and like The Breakfast Club. I love The Breakfast Club. 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. I love them all. You love this movie. I know you do. Rock Phoenix Live.
on the darker side Behind the doors It's a wilder ride You can make or break You can win or lose well, That's a chance you take When the heat's on you When the heat is on Over here in Rock Phoenix Live Studios, we got the heat going like crazy. It's burning in here. There's that song again I wanted to play for you. <laughs> you belong to the city. Right? It only took like three notes and I totally knew what song it was. Alright, so back there we played obviously um, the uh, Beverly Hills Cop. No, that too. <laughs> but oh my god, I can't. Night at the Roxbury. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. What sorry. is love, man? That song is awesome. I love it. I love that song. I was just dancing it's to it. Funny, funny, totally retarded, light hearted movie. That's all. Yeah. It's just for goofs. It's just for laughs. They are so good together, the Batabi brothers. They're just funny. I'm not even a big Will Ferrell fan. I've, I've watched lots of his movies. Of course, we all have. And he's a funny guy, but it's not like. Yay, Will Ferrell. I don't get really excited, but the two of them together, they're so extremely opposite. Yeah. But yet, they're so stupid alike, you know? Well, they were, after David Spade and Chris Farley, that all that kind of fell apart because he passed away. Yeah. They were like the next Chris Farley, David Spade. I mean, yeah. you never had, in, in Saturday Night Live, you never had Big a, guy, little wee guy. Yeah. You never had a skit that didn't have those two in it. Yeah. And so it was really nice, and they put it on the movies, and it was produced by SNL, and it was just a great movie it had tons of great music in it and again uh, there's some music we're gonna be playing tonight that uh uh, you know what i'll talk about it in the next one we just played um but anyway there's some great movies that and i'm that just had this amazing director that knew how to combine music and movie and make it one yeah and to get into it our last next song we played was also the heat is on from the beverly hills cop soundtrack yeah Okay, so the Beverly Hills Cop, what an amazing duo. You had um, Don you had Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer that did the, the Top Gun. They did uh, Bad Boys. They did Beverly Hills Cop. Um, he, those two were an amazing combo. They've really found that way to combine music and movies and make them one. Um, you know, uh, one really good example is um, they did uh, Flashdance, not Flashdance, Footloose. Okay, They yeah. did Footloose, and you just saw how music came together with the yeah. movie, um, especially with Top Gun, you'll see tonight. Yeah. Um, 
came how idea. music and movies came together. Oh, I didn't know they were all the same producers, but I guess no, not producers. Those are the dire- directors, the creators, the writers. Oh, they were the gotcha. they did everything. And then Don Simpson ended his life later after filming the second Bad Boys. And uh, that's when you had Jerry Bruckheimer go off and do the Pirates of the Caribbean series because he didn't know what else to do. Right. It was like he didn't have Don Simpson with him anymore. Right. And that was sad because... Well, when you're a successful duo like that, it would be pretty tough to lose your other half. And you're like, what the hell do I do now? Yep. But Pirates of the Caribbean, that was pretty popular too. Beverly Hills Cop had three series. They had one, two, and three. And it was just an amazing movie. Do I loved it. you know what the it. box office... Um, the box office like money intake or whatever was for Beverly Hills Cop the series like one two and three three hundred and sixteen million dollars yeah and it said it had a budget of about 13 million and they made 360 and you know what that just seems like an atrocious amount of money right we, I, I feel like you don't have those movies anymore that actually encompass you. I mean, you do have them nowadays, but they're like few and far between. And you don't have that really good director. Or I mean, you know, you've got the new director. I can't remember his name, but he's that young director. And he's doing all the Star Wars movies now for Disney. And he's doing all right. And then he's making some good movies. But again, you know, before that, Star Wars was just a falling franchise because we didn't understand 1, 2, and 3. It was like, why are we going with this and this yeah. love story? But it had to happen in order to have the twins and whatever but again there's movies out there that just don't quite envelop you anymore or don't give you that that feeling and i like it again don simpson jay Bruckheimer, they didn't use much pop music they used more rock band music it was more live sure and like we, we heard from john cusack when we saw him is he said back then if you wanted a broom in a bucket you needed a broom in a bucket it wasn't like you could CGI it in anymore. Right, yeah. You know, it you was needed what it was. That. So if you wanted some good music, you really got the live band to play for you. John Cusack said that? Yeah. Gosh, he's so clever, isn't he? He is, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's my second favorite in the whole world. Oh. <laughs> Do you know you're my first favorite? Is I that why the, you went, oh, like that? I thought the Lord was your first favorite. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that one. I'm a huge fan of the, of the, of the uh, Beverly Hills Cop series. Again, you don't like number three at Wally World or Wonder World, no. but I Do mean, you know what? I don't find Eddie Murphy that funny. <laughs> People think he's hilarious, and I think he even did some like dirty joke albums way back. You he know, did. he did a, an HBO series comedy. Yeah, no, I think he's just he's like a Richard Pryor raunchy. He's just too. Dirty for me. The Beverly Hills Cop, the first one, I really <laughs> did like. See, that just seems fake. It doesn't seem legit, and I don't find it funny. I like the movies, though, especially the first one. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. Do you know how much money the Transformers series made in the box office? How much? $1.1 billion. Yeah. I had written down some quickie notes, like how much money did they make in the box office? What was your budget? You know, and all my 80s movies are like 30 million. <laughs> They're nothing, right? <laughs> right? Well, Night of the Roxbury was about 30 something million, too. But like nothing. And then Transformers, there are only three, right? One, two, and three. $1.1 billion. I mean, come on. I'm surprised at wow. the time. The Ninja Turtle series didn't gross <laughs> in money. I mean, you had these cartoons from the 80s, and then back in the 90s, people were just picking the them up. The movie was horrible. Oh, I love the it Ninja Turtles. It was horrible. Oh. Oh. No, it was cool to see them come alive, but... 
That's just yeah. it. That is just it. No. How cool is it to see your your characters come to life in real life? Not being in, in yeah. cartoons, but, yeah, but not real cartoon life. Form. Yeah, and that's but what no, it was. No, they still weren't believable. Turtles don't live in the glasses. I need pizza. Right. Well, Ninja Turtle. I mean, uh, Transformers. They're alien beings that come down from another planet only to replicate our technology. And it's really cool cars. Yeah, it's really cool car. Oh, They're wait. Autobots, man. I don't know. That I find somewhat believable. <laughs> I don't know why. I can't explain it. Ninja Turtles, not so much. Transformers, yes. Well, I'm going to find you it this. believable. <laughs> I'm more believing the Beverly Hills Cops scenario than anything else. Oh, really? Okay, Axel. Because you know what? <laughs> and that's right. And you know what? Ninja is right. You just, you just can't go to a club and, like, bang a girl against your chest and then she'll, like, love you forever. Nate, you, no, no, okay. They didn't no, 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 love no. him. They were like, oh, my God, get me the hell out of here. These guys are nuts. And poor Will Ferrell. He is just aging not well. He's doing more movies and he's trying to be that funny guy, but it's just not funny anymore. See, that's what I mean. A lot of people really, really love him, and he's a very popular actor, but I'm like, we're going streaking! Like, some of his movies... Old School was great, because it was yeah. kind of like raunchy. Yeah. And see, you like raunchy. I guess. Not Eddie Murphy raunchy. All right, guys, I want you guys to think about this when we go into our next song. Um, what do you think about actors that you see in movies... And you see them on television. And then all of a sudden they go to like a Netflix original or they go to a Hulu original or an Amazon Adam original. Adam Sandler? Like that? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Adam Sandler did like a seven movie deal with exclusively Netflix for like two million Sell billion out. dollars. That's what I think of. Is that what Sell you think? Out. All yeah. right. Well, you guys think about it. When we come back from this song by Aerosmith, um, I want you guys to tell me about it. Rock Phoenix Live. Oh 
listening to Rock Phoenix Live Movies, man. Boy, that one brought back memories, didn't it? This one will, too. If you know the movie, scream it out loud or dance to it. Because you know what? It got everybody moving on the floor. dreams I see you I feel you that is how I know you go far across the distance and spaces between us you have come to show
some of the great bands out there and artists out there that have to have recognition for their movies that they put out and transform us into what we are. Maybe not that last one, though. Oh, yeah, that last I one. I could go the rest of my life and never hear that song ever again, and I would be totally fine. I felt like it was just as long as the whole movie was. Yo, he. Oh, no, it's no, great, no. man. That was no, good that stuff. was your choice. It let was. me tell you. Well, again, and Celine Dion made uh. that movie. When I was in high school, everybody was playing that. Ding, 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 ding. Cause you're a geek. That they were all playing it in music <laughs> class. Everybody was hypnotized by I the movie Titanic. It was a four-hour-long movie with a great title and some great music. No, I, mean, I loved the movie. Don't get me wrong, and even the acting was pretty phenomenal. And guess what? I love that it was based on a true story and they did have a lot of like the real factual stuff, but that song is awful. I know, it's long and some oh. people don't like it, but it's got to be recognized. Titanic was a phenomenal movie. Um, I can't yes. remember the director, but he did an amazing job with it. It grossed a bunch of James money. James Cameron. James Cameron, that's right. Uh-huh. And you know, James Cameron also did, I think he did some alien movies as well. Uh, it was uh-huh. really, originally uh, Ridley Scott did uh, the Alien series, but I think James Cameron took over some of the Alien or Predator movies. Or maybe he did some- Jaws. Maybe he did James Cameron was Jaws. I can't remember. I wonder if it was Jaws. I don't know. No, anyway, but James Cameron is an amazing... Right? That's what it is. Terminator series. I don't know about Jaws. Jaws is awfully old. No, no, no. I, you, I, you don't mean original He Jaws. was doing one of those sci-fi movies. I couldn't remember which one oh, it was. Oh, yeah. But I think you, you were Terminator. right. It was, it was Terminator. James Actually, Cameron's. I can look through his list, and there's quite an Avatar. There's quite a few yes, that you want to watch. Yes, Avatar. See, James Cameron is one of those guys that takes a really long time to make movies because he makes good movies. You're right about Aliens, 1986. The Abyss, I know you've seen that. I love that movie. Aliens of the Deep, I See? don't know that one. I'm a big Jam- James Cameron fan. You must be. Huh. Told you I knew Solaris, my stuff. Solaris, Rambo. He did Rambo. Which one? Rambo, the, the new one? He must have. No, it's No, it's uh, part two, First Blood. Oh, part really? Two. Oh, that. Oh, interesting. Not wow. Really, I know. <laughs> anyway, James Cameron is a great director. Did a phenomenal job with Titanic. Um, and put some great music to it. And then back there, we also played um, <laughs> Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. And Again. you know what? How predictable. It's a Liv Tyler movie. And Aerosmith is playing the main song. And a Ben Affleck movie. Yeah, but I mean, that's her connection. Is It's her dad, for Pete's sake. Well, of course Aerosmith yeah, is going to play in her movie. That's I'm going to look up and see how many other Liv Tyler movies have Aerosmith singing a song You know, that, that song stayed she on She probably the- says, you know, I can ask my dad. He'll sing a song for free. You Whatever. know, that song stayed on the charts for like a bazillion years. It was up there for a long, long yeah. time. Everybody loved that song. Girls Go Gaga for love songs. That just- was also a really long movie. That was like two and a half hours. It was. Most movies are like 90 minutes. No, was, two and a half hours later, Bruce Willis is still trying to save the Earth from a... Two and a half hours later. <laughs> two and a half years later. Thanks, SpongeBob. I love that. You're right. It, they are. They are very long movies, but they're trying to drive home a point. They're also trying to drive home the character so that you get enveloped in him and then you feel sad when they die or something happens. Most movies, they don't get too much into the character base. They want to go into the meat of the actual movie. They're like, what the base is. The exciting is. part. Right, exactly. Uh, no. Well. Eh. Eh. 
I told you, I just like my 80s movies, and I'm sad that they didn't make very much money. And I'm also sad that I don't ever get to watch them. I don't know. Well, here's one of your 80s movies right here. This is uh, Cry Little Sister by Seasons oh, After from the, the uh, I don't, Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Let's get start rocking.
You're listening to Rock Phoenix Live, home of all the good rock. Check us out on all the different media platforms. This is Van Halen, Humans Being, from the Twister soundtrack.
just let that soak in for a second. Take over your mind. Oh my gosh. What an amazing song by Van Halen. I thought it was amazing. I love that song. And you know what? Van Halen did a lot of other songs on the Twister soundtrack, as well as an instrumental with him and his brother on piano and guitar. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was just reading. It's just... called Respect the Wind. Oh, I did read something about that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was reading, though, that it was the last... Um, the, the last song that they did with Sammy Hagar doing the vocals. Yeah, that's true. I guess in 1996 or whenever they broke up, um, they had some reunion tour, but that all went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. 2004 or something like that. I guess him and Eddie couldn't even fly in the same jet. And it's funny because <laughs> Eddie oh and... Oh, my gosh. And, and uh, uh... Alex? David couldn't fly in the same oh, jet. Oh, yeah. So... I mean, again, is it at some point do you go, hey, is it me or what? Yeah. Well, no, because we all know that um, Eddie Van Halen had his struggles with alcohol and he went to rehabs and he would go back and he's on the wagon, off the wagon. That's got to be, you know, just personality. That's it's probably not his personality. Oh, no. We watched that Van Halen but... documentary and it started from the very beginning. Right. But that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, they just had this huge alcohol problem and it got worse and worse. Then it would get kind of better or under control. Newsflash, all musicians have an alcohol yeah, problem, apparently. Drugs, alcohol, sex, you know. Right, exactly. But no one's sitting there going, whoa, it's me. Oh, damn, these director, producers and these uh, managers for putting this alcohol in my room. Damn it. Don't do that to me. No, but it, it is. I'm going to go tell the press and say, hey, this guy's trying to taunt me with illegals. No, it doesn't have to be illegal. Alcohol is not illegal unless you're underage. And it's addictive. Well, yeah. So you may as well just leave them a pack of smokes and a whole bunch of booze and some hookers. Yeah, but you know what? Because it's addictive. The road life is addictive. It's not just the fact of the alcohol. It's the whole experience. It's being on stage and people praising you for just being there in their home country or being there in their home state. And them seeing you. And they want to get the VIP package. They want to see everything about you. They want to touch you. They want to get merchandise blah 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 it's just everything i don't think it's just the alcohol it's the, the band uses like alcohol the ego boost, to take I hold think. of it right hey man you need to dial it back all right well i'll drink some booze they'll dial it back no now you're drinking to booze on the road because you have to dial it back oh right because you were doing too much coke before and you needed to t- take it down a level right can we talk about the Lost Boys? Yeah, let's do it. 1987, right there, and I totally forgot when that movie first came out. The the older brother Michael, he's got these bitchin' Ray Bans that he has to wear sunglasses because once he becomes a vampire, right, is right. sensitive to the beautiful, gorgeous these metal framed Ray Ban sunglasses. I wanted them so bad, and I had to get knockoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even afford a pair of Ray-Bans. You know, when Ray-Ban came out, I really wasn't a big fan. I was more towards the Oakley Cut side. No, 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 Because you don't know when Ray-Ban came out. Ray-Ban has been made in Italy forever. And then they got sold out to some cheap Chinese-ass company. I forget who. Ray-Ban, Bausch & Lomb, whatever. And it wasn't even the same quality, not the same glasses, not the same nothing. Anybody that had Ray-Bans in the 90s, like in 2000s, like what you're talking about? No. Yeah. Well, Ray-Bans back then were like aviator glasses. They were like mirrored and stuff, and they 
had the plastic frames, but they weren't black jet with the Oakley logo. Well, like these Lost Boys ones, they like are metal and they've got like this wire around it. Really unique. And yeah, something cool. that pops because oh. the '80s were all about popping. Yeah. I like the Lost Boys. That movie was, was a great we movie. Neon colors and I thought yeah, it was really it had cool. both of the Corys, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman in there. Of course it did. The '80s were nothing but the Corys. It was the Corys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then Corey Haim, he has been gone for. I looked it up. He died. It was in the Corys and Godzilla in the '80s. Godzilla. Godzilla. Because hmm. there was like a billion Godzilla movies. Um. Yeah, I Lost Boys was a cool thing. Uh, seeing Kiefer Sutherland and the Corys and all those 80s guys. Um, oh, yeah, we Kiefer, watched Explorers right. the one night and we saw, uh, what's his name, who passed away? I can't remember his name. Rivers, uh, Fe- River Phoenix? Right, yeah. River Phoenix. Yeah. Wow, what, a, ma- what a name. Just well, it's kind of cool that your last name is Phoenix. And your name is Rivers. Well, what about Joaquin? They all have unusual names. I'm walking Anyways, on I was wrong about Ray-Ban. Ray-Ban, um, an American-founded Italian brand, and then, like, they created it in 1936, Bausch & Lomb, I guess. But then, Bausch & Lomb sold it to the Italian eyewear Luxotica, and that's when they went to crap. It wasn't Chinese uh, at all. How rude of me. So I said, my eye drop solution had originally owned... Ray-Ban. Ray-Ban. I guess. Wow, that's Bausch cool. Long. I guess. Wow. That makes sense. Eye drops, contacts, glasses, eyeballs. Yeah, but who would have thought? Again, they're all incognito. It's not like they come out with Bausch and Lomb sunglasses. Oh, headquarters is Milan, Italy. So there was like some Italy in there. Wow. I just had my times mixed up. I thought they were... It- <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were Italian and then went, but no. <laughs> Whatever. Well, let's go talk about... Twister back there. Twister. Your and, favorite um, movie. My favorite movie. It was an amazing movie. We just watched it like two weeks ago. You make me watch it every time. And I told you it's some interesting facts about that movie. Uh, the red Dodge in the movie was actually the first <laughs> model of the 1994 or 1996 or whatever model. Um, and then now we have this new model that just came out and it's supposed to relive that same model. I can't remember what the name of it is, but if you go to, like, Dodge Ram, you can see the Dodge Ram something. Oh, because it was back rounded again? Yeah. Because it went square for a while? Exactly. I think yep. it was 1994 they changed that body style because I owned one. Right. Exactly. You had and then it. we smashed it. Yeah. Well, That's again. a red one. Twister. Oh, it was a red one. I had one before that. The but. Twister movie actually made that model popular because they featured it in the movie. Yeah, but his was not cool at all. It was great. It this was, was like a fully long loaded. bed and it, it yeah, had four, four by four. It no. had everything. It was no. like it had a walkie talkie <laughs> or a CD radio. Right. Yeah. CD radio. Yeah. And it was able to survive twisters. If right. you had a Dodge Ram, that model, and you were going to go up against you a twister. You could have survived a twister. That's right. What was that? Like a Mach 5? How do they measure it? You're the twister. What are they? Oh, it's the Fajita scale. It's an F5. The Fajita? Fajita? Fajita. Fajita. F5, that was it. How much damage the the tornado makes. Or how, yeah. When it crosses paths. So if you have like a five-mile-wide tornado, that's an F5. Right. If you have like a two-mile-wide tornado, it's like an F3. Oh, right. It's the Fajita scale. Fajita. Would you watch Twister for crying out loud and you'll know this stuff? I do. I watch (laughs) it all the time and I totally forgot. But yeah, a lot... 
uh, Van Halen did a few tracks on the Twister soundtrack, and they did a phenomenal job. That Human Being song with Sammy Hagar is just the best. And I'm a Sammy Hagar fan, so I, I can't. So, I Twister came out in 1996, and the new Dodge Ram came out in 1994. It kind of, you know, showing some weakness in your story there, Frank. They boosted sales by <laughs> having it in the movie. Oh, that's it. Look at the sales between it 94 and 96. You'll popular. notice there's a huge right. difference. Right. Uh-huh, yeah. I'll look it up and see how the... Well, name, there was no other movie out there that bro- that showed off the new Dodge Ram. I'm sure there were some. And well, there were very, like, the commercials back then were horrible. Have you ever seen an auto commercial back in 1994? It was terrible. Probably better than 1974. Have you ever seen the 94 Camry on commercial? It's not a good-looking car at whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this song right here is called Crash. It's from Primitives. It's also from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack, Rock Phoenix Live. Turn up your speakers. Here it is. You ready? Here we go.
Danger Zone. Oh my god, I don't know what happened. I was trying to, um... Oh my god. He... Kenny Loggins had another song. I totally on messed the that up. soundtrack. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. So, I was trying I to set it up so that the Danger Zone would play in the background while we talked, but it oh, didn't work out that way. No, I had to repeat on something else. Schmancy. Just go with it. Yeah. So anyway, that movie, Top Gun, was a cult classic. Just a cult classic. I mean, that song would... Just, oh my God! It would. It, the, everybody in the '80s thought that the volleyball scene was the hottest scene 
I mean, the sex scene was like the like with Berlin playing in the background. And again, this movie, Top Gun, was directed, produced, I mean, created sort of by uh, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, who knew how to took Kenny Loggins songs and put them all over Footloose, you know, Top Gun. He made he made Tom Cruise a movie star. Anthony Edwards got his kind of start on there. Um, it was just an amazing cult classic movie. It had everybody, Val Kilmer. It wasn't a cult classic. It is a cult classic. Movies become cult classics. Well, they're not like in the eighties. It wasn't a cult classic. Right. Well, here's not even in the nineties was it. It just had a following and becomes a cult classic. But here's where I say that it might not be a. It it was a cult classic. If the sequel comes out and it's shit, then the first one didn't mean anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not denying that. But you don't come out and be a cult classic in oh. 1987. Oh, when it came out. Well, yeah. Right? It's a popular movie. It has a following. It's millions of dollars in the box office. Everybody I go to their houses, they have the Top Gun posters. Maybe a decade later or two decades later, it becomes a cult classic. No. See, I think that the fans follow from, like, let's say, like, Jurassic Park. I watched that when I was young. I'm still watching Jurassic Park movies, so it's kind of like a cult classic, and I'm still following it. I believe that when the movies come out and the fans grab onto it, they go along for the ride, like the Alien series. I was a yes, huge... but they didn't start out that way. They went along for the ride. Then there was Aliens one and two or three or whatever they have all the different aliens, and then there's this massive cult following of people dressed in alien costumes, or we all want to be. Wrigley or whatever. You know what I Ripley. mean? Ripley. Ripley! <laughs> Ripley! Right? Right. So Top Gun was really popular. And yes, we had the posters and that kind of idea. I get it. But I think you become a cult classic All after right. there's a certain amount of people that follow. And then everyone knows Top Gun. And then there's like another. And then there's even more people. Or they bomb. All right. Well, Top Gun was a cult classic. <laughs> Is a cult classic. Is a cult classic. I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying it became a cult classic. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty great movie. And Berlin, uber popular around that same time. Take my breath away. Yeah, just lots of great songs from Berlin as well. Well, lots of great songs here tonight as well. Uh, We just played back there uh, Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone. And then we also played Crash by the Primitives from the... uh, Dumb and who would have guessed that? Dumb and Dumber soundtrack? You. You would have picked that. It's a great song. I so like this song. Maybe this should be a podcast about guess which ones Jen picked and guess which ones Frank picked. Isn't that every podcast we do? <sighs> the Dumb and Dumber movie was great. You're supposed to the original hear one. a song and know right away mo- movie that's from. Oh. Other than the obvious, Ghostbuster, come on. But no, nobody knows that's from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. You don't think so? <laughs> you hear it when you hear the mo- when you watch the movie. I know so. Pardon me? You hear it when they're in the movie. Like and you when know they're going I've seen the, that movie at when least When they're going three up times. to Aspen, and they're like, Here it goes, way too fast. On that little mini bike? Yeah, and they're they're trying to cross country. No, it's just, I would have never uh, guessed that in a million years. Yeah. And I've seen that movie multiple times. <sighs> at least a handful. I said three. I bet you it's more like five. Five so times. You're telling me the Top Gun soundtrack totally trumps that. Yes, absolutely. I would say so too. Yes. 
Kenny Loggins was like the whole 80s. And then you wouldn't let me choose Footloose because you said we already had one Kenny Loggins. We didn't need two. I mean, if you can find the number, you want to put it in there, I will. But I was going to go with, uh, you know. Um, Top Gun is more popular than, uh, than Footloose. Well, the movie, but not the song. Right. Footloose, the song, was more popular than Danger Zone. Shut song. up. Yeah. No way. I read that earlier. I'm looking it up right now. Like, yeah. You do Footloose that. Footloose was like his hit song. Hey, if you find out the wrong answers, don't forget about me. <laughs> don't you.
everybody. What'd you think of that song? The 80s are calling. They want their mm-hmm. songs back, baby. The 80s are calling me. I'm coming. Be right there. Oh, so you come for the 80s? <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. So back there we played St. El- I mean. No, not yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Don't you forget about Simple me. Minds. Simple Minds. And you know what? I always, I should know better. I should totally know better. I always think when I hear that song of the psychedelic furs. Because the psychedelic furs were in just about every 80s movie too. And he's got that deep whatever. But you know what Simple Minds was uber famous for? Not just this song. They did Alive and Kicking. Oh. Super popular, same year too, like 1985, right? All right, well, let's get to it. This is uh, John Parr's St. Elmo Fire, Man in Motion, Rock Phoenix Live.
Rock Phoenix Live, we promote all kinds of health. And one of the things we want to do to promote health is to give you good songs to work out to. So get your jogging pants on, get your work pants on, and get busy.
Are you sweating yet? I hope you're sweating, because if you're not sweating, then it's not working. Stuff's not working. Back there we played Eye of the Tiger. St. <laughs> Elmo's Fire? St. Elmo's Fire and Eye of the Tiger. Uh-huh. Don't you forget about me from the Breakfast Club? We played that all three. Yeah, but we barely talked about it. So the funny thing about St. Elmo's Fire is it's it's kind of the Brad Pack. Have you seen the movie? You probably haven't seen the movie. No, I'm not. Okay. No, I'm from that generation. Okay, it doesn't matter. You were still alive, and you could have seen it when you were older. Right. Anyways, that's another 1985 movie. So, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Ali Sheedy, Demi Moore, Andrew McCarthy, Judd Nelson. Holy crap. That's the whole 80s crew right there. Yeah, that's the whole Brat Pack. So, anyways, it's like seven friends, and they're like maybe college or out of college or they're struggling with becoming adults right? right one of them wants to be an architect one of them is like a politician one of them is just like a new dad he wasn't really planning on you know getting his girlfriend pregnant and he's working at a gas station that's Rublo. Right. and you know there's all these different characters one of them is wealthy one of them is poor one of them wants to be a journalist but she's way behind in her credit card bills that song that we played by John Parr has nothing to do with the movie. Weird. So I guess the producers of St. Elmo's Fire, they go to John Parr and they say, hey, we'd really like you to write a song for our movie, St. Elmo's Fire. And St. Elmo's Fire is an actual phenomenon. It's some phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. It's some kind of um, like celestial thing in the sky, like Aurora Borealis. It's some kind of light. It's also known as St. Elmo's Light. I don't remember the details. Yeah. If, if we watch the movie, they talk about it. Probably. So we'll Anyways, he's struggling. He has no inspiration based on Emilio Estevez and Rob Lowe and Demi Moore. But on the news at that particular time, there's a news clip. Well, it's all over the news because the guy was pretty massive. Um, there's a Canadian athlete named Rick Hansen, mm -hmm. and he's paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair. So he's going around the, the whole world trying to raise money for spinal cord injuries. So at that time, it was called the Man in Motion Tour. This guy in the wheelchair, oh. right? All I need is this pair of wheels. So anyways, that was all over the news at that time. It has nothing to do with the movie. Oh, my gosh. Which is kind of funny. But it was a like great song. And I remember at that time going, this is a great song and it's a great movie. And I love Demi Moore and Rob Lowe. Holy cow. You just talked about Rob Lowe the other day. That man is a class act. He I, is. He is. He hasn't been in trouble like Charlie Sheen. He's 911, uh, what is it? 911 Mexico or? No, he's in Texas. Texas. Lone Star. Yeah. Lone Star is amazing and he's a great actor. He's doing phenomenal things. Yeah. No. And he still looks good for his and age. And he still looks good. And I was thinking about him earlier today because you know who else looks good? John Stamos. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They are true old guy hotties. But he lost, uh, what's her name? She passed away, I thought. I don't know. Um, John Stamos, his wife? Yeah, what's her name? I don't know. I, don't know. I thought I she passed know. away or she had some issues. Something was going on oh, with her. Oh, maybe. But, I mean, like, even... Rob Lowe, I seem to remember he came up in the news and he was kind of a bad boy of Hollywood, but not to any extreme, like a, I dare dare I say, Charlie Sheen. What were you saying Holy about God. Charlie Sheen? Tell me about that. Oh, okay. We were talking about the Lost Boys and the two Corys. Yeah. 
Okay, so Corey Haim and Corey Feldman are like twinsies. Right. They met when they were young and they were best friends and did multiple movies together. So Corey Haim, um, and I'm pretty sure he killed himself in like 2010. Yeah. Corey Feldman has accused Charlie Sheen of sexually abusing horrifically Corey Haim. Say that again. Horrifically. No, Who? he sexually abused Charlie Sheen, supposedly sexually abused Corey Haim, according to Corey Feldman. That was his best buddy because he claims Corey Haim told me all about you and you know what you did. And Charlie Sheen is a bad seed, man. He is. He will always. So be. it's not even like it's not believable. But, but he I don't was good looking, any... so everybody trusted him. It's the uh, same thing that happened to Paul Paul Reiser. They trusted not him Paul because Reiser. of Michael Douglas, who's, though. Who's the Paul Paul guy that died in the car crash? Paul Walker. Oh, Paul Walker. Fast and Furious. Yeah, Paul Walker. <laughs> he marries a girl who's underage, but because he's Paul Walker and good looking, everything's okay. No, I guess her parents really thought he was, you know, a, a good hearted person and right. they could marry their teenage, underage, yeah, I don't know, exactly. teen daughter or whatever. But no, maybe he was because, well, maybe if he was still alive, he would have gotten himself in any trouble, but I don't think he really was. Other than he was in the movies and he drove fast cars. Wasn't anything wrong with him. But no, you should not marry underage. But take that up with the law, dude. Why don't you change your judicial system and your laws? Not and grow some balls. No, you. I'm oh. talking about you. If you have a problem with it, you get the law changed. That was legal. Her parents gave her permission. I fought permission. the law and the law won. Oh. I fought the law and the law will always win. Except in the fact with ABC 15 News, where my favorite host, mm. Steve Irwin, actually broadcasted a news report about how we affected how the police will change um, when they... Uh, this what is it called when you're a race and they dis what's it called what? disrespect not disrespect but uh um hey what? man that's racist so you're you're being derogatory not derogatory what's oh. the other one damn it not disrespectful know. yeah not disrespectful hey, you're what being, was your example like when you're being one thing against another race another race racist yeah racist but not <laughs> being derogatory i don't know anyway interracial i don't know there's a word i can't remember what it was but anyway when you're like that to another culture we finally realized that offensive offensive maybe well anyway the news was being uh biased that's what it was that has nothing to do with race being biased that's just opinionated no i am biased i'm very are you really Anyway, anybody that knows new, anyway, ABC 15 did a news report, and they found out that, that the police were doing things wrong, and they did a report on it, and they actually caught them, and then courts ruled in their in in the favor of other people, and they were awarded some stuff, and all these things happened, and we realized the police aren't the police, just like doctors aren't doctors. Are you dead? Because I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what happened to John Stamos' wife. Dude, nothing. His real-life wife is still alive, and he has a family, but guess what? What? I think you're a little bit confused (laughs) with his TV full house wife died. That's why he went to go live with the family, the twins. And full house. It was his wife that died. On the show, but not not in real life? (laughs) 
time. The character like that, not the actor John Stamos, but his character Jesse. It was Jesse's. Danny? <laughs> oh, no, it's Danny's wife that died. And Jesse went, I don't know. Jesse went to live with them. It's his older sister. I don't see anything about, uh, oh, Bob Saget. Oh, I would cry over Bob Saget, too. Because we talked about him. He did nothing wrong. <laughs> Just trying to make people laugh. So what did I tell you before you get another song? I verified on my Google my Wikipedia whatever I verified that Kenny Loggins number one hit song was Footloose and yeah, not you said that. Danger Zone I heard I heard but you. I didn't get to say it out it loud triumphed. it was recorded so I can go cha-cha told you I read it somewhere anyways I think Danger Zone was only bumped out of the lead it only reached number two on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. Because of Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. Otherwise, it probably could have stayed what? number one. And then Footloose, like a couple years previous to that, yeah, number one. Ugh. It was his hit. Sorry. All right, well. Sorry. Uh, what a disappointing moment here at Rock Phoenix Live. <laughs> Let's make it up <laughs> with some Lowrider from the... Uh, Gone in 60 seconds, movie. Rock Phoenix Live.
or whatever in 1975 1975 and then we just played it from Gone in 60 Seconds right, right. which wasn't until 2000 and when I was looking it up the very first movie that that song was in um, was Up in Smoke which was Cheech and Chong's movie but it was also in Colors in 1988, which was Sean Penn, right? right? Robert Duvall. Right. And then crazy fantasy movies, A Gnome Named Norm, uh, Blood In, Blood Out, Dazed and Confused, Friday, Beverly Hills Ninja. All right. A Knight's Tale. So we know that one. I dated this girl, and she had a brother who was in a band called Downset, and she also had a father who was a promoter, and it turns out that War actually grew up in my neighborhood in California, and I was actually able to see them at a high school. No! I was able to meet the drummer. They played at your high school? They played at my high school. everyone stood there and went, what the hell? I was able to see War and have them play at my oh, high school. Please. Are you sure it's the same war? Oh, absolutely. I think it was. Because I think it was. It, the drummer Absolutely, I think. It was <laughs> It was the drummer from War. I can't remember his name, but he was in front of me and he shook my hand and I was able to touch his drumsticks and all because of you my You touched the man's drumsticks? I did. I touched his drumsticks, and it was all because I was able to be with this girl, Alicia Velasquez, and her her father, Manny Velasquez, was a promoter, he did an amazing job, and he knew the band. It's possible, possible, you're telling the truth, because War is an American punk rock soul band from Long Beach, California. That's right, and they came up to Silmar, California, to do their stuff. Fine, whatever, I believe it, I guess. Let's just take a moment. Frank Ryder. Anyway, back to rock. The people you know in this industry is not who makes you who you are. No, not at all, but yet people continue to name drop. Well, I'm just doing it on a regular basis. I have a show. So you have to? Yeah. Anyways, the Low Rider song was like in 17 movies, probably more. It's probably more car movies than anything. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Beverly Hills Chihuahua? (laughs) You think? Hey, Lauren, you know that movie. You had all the Chihuahuas from Taco Bell. Chihuahua. On your shelf, man. Robots. Robin Williams robots that we watch all the time. It was in that one too. Uh huh. Low rider. It's in everything. It's probably everybody's yeah. ringtone. The internship. Odd life of Timothy Green. Night's Tale with. Yeah. Oh. 
And the list goes on and on and on. Oh, Heath Ledger was such a talented... I got sidetracked with The Night's Tale. He such was. Such a talented actor. And man, I don't know if it was his very last role, but his pretty much last role as the Joker, holy crap. Amazing. Talk about get into character. I truly believed he was like some psychopath. Like the Joker. Uh, holy cow. Yeah. That was the best Batman. That's my favorite one because of him. That specifically. He was Looney Tunes. Yeah. And he just looked batshit crazy. He did such a great job. Such a fabulous actor. And He drew you into yeah. it. He like literally brought you into the movie and you were like... <laughs> Let me tell you why. It sounds silly, okay? And he would like make up that story about why he had the chap yeah, lip and everything, well, and it was the like chap lips. I mean, the, the cut lips, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, man, what an amazing bit character! More than just yeah, what was? Yeah. Well, no, he was. If you put some chapstick on it, I'm sure it would heal. I don't know. What do you think? No. Well, Chapstick is very soothing, but no, I don't think it will heal your knife cut, you know, mouth slits. Let me that tell you, you let me tell you something about movies, okay? Movies are like this, as follows through Facebook. There was a meme about the Jeepers Creepers movie, and it said, That's so funny. How did the Jeeper go to the MVD, register his vehicle, and get a customized <laughs> license plate? <laughs> yeah, that is funny. <laughs> These movies are funny because we again, they, they well, they, you know what? You pay the font, like the fee, and you fill out the correct paperwork. Then why not? You'll get your custom plate. Just don't eat my hand or my brain. Right, right? exactly. I was say you go to the MVD. The lady, hi, can I help you? Paperwork. Well, you need Money to fill out those forms. And then he goes and looks at the next person behind him, eats his brain to figure yeah. out what the fuck the lady at the front. That's how we are as a society. We walk <laughs> up to a counter and we're like, what the fuck I mean, did you just, just say? I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand what it means. Well, I should eat someone else's brain to figure it out. Dude, this kind of happens at my work. And then I, I think things in my head while I'm speaking different things. So I just go off and tell people, you know, we can ship it this way or ship it that way in this speed for this dollar amount. This one's guaranteed. This one's estimated. I'm going to put it in this box, but I can do a fragile pack, but I have to bump it up. I've got no penis, but I've... And then you look at their face and they're like, ooh, what? Right, exactly. And then I go, oh my gosh. I am supposed to know my job. My customers are not supposed to know my job. They're supposed to know their own job. So then I go, yeah, let's maybe scale that back a bit. How, when do you need it there? How expensive is it? How should I pack it? That kind of thing. Right. I still am going to follow all the rules and the guidelines, but I didn't need to go because they don't know. Only I know. And it's and my getting worse. Know. And it's getting terribly worse because now we have people that are incompetent of doing their jobs and they're doing them incorrectly. You went and purchased something from Fry's and you got it and the date was like 21, 2021? Yeah. Yeah, that was I the have expiration old food. date. Thank you, Fry's, for looking out for my health and well-being. Taco Bell and Anthem is going downhill. Uh, we have ordered black bean, you know, 
crunch wraps and we got meat on them because they said crunch wrap they just assumed it was a meat one they didn't know that the vegans walked through the counter but it's called a black bean crunch wrap that's it's where i'm exactly a little... my point yeah. they didn't even pay attention to the obvious okay they're young people because they just want to hire anybody that they can get in there all of our restaurants lately have been closing early or not even open all seven days a week um, they've had to close completely some of the days may as well give your staff off because they're working three times harder supposedly i don't believe that that's bs right there but they've given them like extra time off to recuperate or spend with their family because they've been working so hard no you just need to kiss their ass so they don't quit that's all there is to it because there's nobody that wants to work mm-hmm. right tons of our restaurants we have two starbucks we have multiple starbucks but we have two specifically um standalone buildings that now are only drive-through because there isn't enough staff for the inside of the starbucks hello starbucks is the most popular coffee in the entire world this shit should be covered and we can't even find somebody to work at a Starbucks. I know. It's There's ridiculous. nobody to work at Baskin and Robbins. That girl got sick, the franchisee. She's a girl, a, a woman. She got sick. She had to open and close the entire day because she has no employees because maybe they got sick or one quit Too or whatever. Too scared or want to take the week off, right? Yeah, whatever. The woman was running the whole show. No, of course you got sick. No wonder. Nobody Everybody's wants to work. Sick. Everybody. Well, they don't want to work. And they're using. I don't think it's legit, though. I'm no. suspicious. Well, I'm very suspicious. Anyways, I think again, they're faking I, sick. But see, you have to understand. It's not It's not that it's suspicious. But again, at my work, my, my co-worker, he got COVID. And he took off the whole week. And I'm like, I don't blame you, dude. I understand. But at the same time, your, ch- your paycheck sucks. Yep. But at the same time... You already have this mental illness in your head. You're like, I've got COVID. <laughs> and do I illness? really want to come into work the rest of the week or do I want to spend time with my wife in yeah. bed with my family and cozy? Yeah, no, wear I'm my pajamas. Time. Yep. I don't have to go out. And when they say COVID, they're like, oh man, I don't know how long this is going to take. But in your mind, you're like justifying going like, yeah, I don't know how long it's going to take and they're going to pay me for all of it. Realizing you don't have enough time to cover all of it. Well, and you know what's happening at my work is whether we have COVID or not COVID, we're not even making anybody prove it, wait out their quarantine time, nothing. If you Are you feeling okay? Come on back to work. If you feel like crap, stay at home, please. And it turns out we've had people that have been very sick just with the flu, I guess. Um, one girl said she had type A flu, which is a doozy one. And she was out literally for almost like the whole week, maybe a week and a half, maybe two weeks. And so terribly sick. But I'm like, really? Were you? Because, you know, I busted my ass to cover my shift and your shift. And I'm sick too, but I'm still here. It's a struggle. You don't want to not believe people because you hope that they're they're your coworkers. You hope right. they're telling the truth. But at the same time, you hear so many different stories. Oh, I'm just going to say I have COVID because then I got 10 days off. But now it's not even 10. It was 14. Then it was 10. Now it's five. And pretty much, if you feel good and enough to come in, come on in. Because he didn't COVID test either. He wasn't no? like when people came back from sickness. They were like, oh, just quarantine for five days and then you can come back. Yeah. No, you don't even have to have a negative right. test because people are so desperate but for again workers. you know what jen that doesn't even matter because you know what it's so hard to determine who has it and who doesn't has it and who's going to survive and who's not going to survive it truly is literally up to god 
Whether you, so you survive this it. or not, and you just go with it. Absolutely and what have right. these people been doing the whole time they were at home? Watching movies. Yep. Right? We're all streaming, and we're, you know, we're, we can't wait to see the new Ghostbusters come out, but I'm not paying 25 bucks for it. I'm going to wait until it's $5.99, baby, because I'm cheap. $5.99, are you out of your mind? Baby? I'm out of my mind.
there's, there's only one team you can call in the in the ghost industry, and that's Ghostbusters. But there's only one team you can call for old classic music, and that is. Spinal Tap. Times, hundreds of years before the dawn of history, lived a strange race of people, the Druids. No one knows who they were. What they were doing, but their legacy remains hewn into the living rock of Stone
Why didn't you believe me? Sniff the glove. <laughs> Fart on the their, condom. Remember their album cover? Sniff the glove. Oh, that's right. And then Sniff they couldn't the make it because it was too rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember now. <laughs> that was a nutso movie. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know my when M I saw it. My M goes to 11. I, yeah, my M goes to 11. I don't remember when I saw it, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't 1984. It was way, 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 way after. Like, probably sitting drunk with a whole bunch of friends going, Have you seen Spinal Tap? What the hell is that? Oh, my gosh. Totally stupid and just really quite funny. Just... And Michael McKean, right? I love him anyways because he's my uh, my Lenny and Squiggy. Right. He's my Lenny. I just, he's funny. Funny man. It was a fateful tour. It was Spinal truly a fateful tour. Didn't their drummer blow up all the time? Wasn't that it? Like, they went through multiple drummers because they kept, like, exploding and stuff? I don't know. so stupid, right? (laughs) But yet you watch your other dumb movies, When the Wind Blows, or... Oh, um. Oh, that is so awful. It's the same (laughs) idea, right? That group of folk singers. A Mighty Wind. A Mighty Wind. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which was a pun on farting, because it was crap anyway. That's and there's another do. one too that you watched similar to that. Best in Show. <laughs> about the sh- about the dogs. I love that group. Absolutely yeah. love that group. That whole it's group. It's the same blonde woman. I forget her yep. name, but she's a funny, funny actress. They're oh they're all very very talented comedians, and they do it very <laughs> subpar, and uh, it's just amazing. They do it really low key, and uh, it's it's very funny, dry humor, but it's it's funny as hell. I love it. It was like. I go from that to like the Leslie Nielsen extreme slapstick humor, and it's just amazing. So I love all humor. I think it, laughing in life makes everything go away. So I try to do it, and sometimes well, it's not possible. Temporarily, it makes it go away, but it's always still there, lurking. Yeah, but when your cheekbones are all stretched out because you're laughing so much and you've got natural elasticity to your skin, instead of buying products online from online sources telling you, hey, your skin could be a lot glower like this picture I'm going to show you. the blonde woman that I'm thinking of? The best in show, the really super tall lady. I don't remember her name, but I know who you're thinking of. Oh, but I just looked up the cast and she's not here. Catherine O'Hara is here. No, she's she's there. Best in show. That's what I'm looking at. She was one of the judges, I think. Yeah, and she's in like some TV series, like cheer, cheer TV series. Too. She's probably in. Um, oh yeah, she was the mom in uh, Ricky Ballad of Ricky Bobby. The mom in a Ballad of Ricky that, Bobby. Come in here, you young boys. Remember, she told those boys a lesson. She's like, I don't oh, care who. Oh yeah. Oh, she's. Funny. I can't believe I can't think of her name. All right. Well, you no, find her I name, but she was really cool. All right. This is Megadeth angry again. This is from the... Uh... <laughs> Nobody will know except for Frank. No, it was from the <laughs> uh, Last Action Hero uh, soundtrack. Yeah. And this is the movie they played when they were coming into the, uh, the, 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 what do you call them? The bad guy's uh, lair. Rock Phoenix Live. Angry again by Megadeth. 
Show on, get paid, and all 
place And they say it gets colder You're bundled up now Wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm So you might as well swim But world's on fire How about yours? That's the way I like it And I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid Phoenix Live. Tight camera. 
can't presume on the impending doom. But then, like boom, black suits fill the room up with the quickness. Talk with the witnesses, hypnotizer, normalizer. Vivid memories turn to fantasies. Ain't no one my bees, can I please? Do what we say, that's the way we kick it. Yeah, you know I mean, a super noisy cricket get wicked on you. With your first, last, and only line of defense against the worst scum of the universe. So don't fear us, cheer us. If you ever get near us, don't jeer us. We're fearless, send my bees freezing up all the flag. Men in black, uh, and the men in black. Let me see you just bounce it with me, just bounce with me, just bounce it with me. Come on, let me see you just slide with me, just slide with me, just slide with me. Come on, let me see you take a walk with me, just walk it with me, take a walk with me. Come on, and make your neck work. Now freeze. In closing, I know we might seem imposing, but trust me, if we ever show in your section, believe me, it's for your own protection. Cause we see things that you need not see, and we be places that you need not be. So go with your life, forget the Roswell crap, show love to the black suit. Cause that's the men in, that's the men in. How's it going, Rock Finish Live back here at the studio? Man, so listen to these songs. Do they take you back, take you back to a time when you're like, wow, I remember these movies. These are so fantastic movies. I love these movies. Like Shrek? It's been <laughs> one week since you looked at me. I'm sorry. Hey, before we get off subject, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch, That's yeah. the tall, blonde, fabulous actress that's hilarious, and she was in The Mighty Wind, and the cheerleader TV series I was trying to remember was Glee. I'd never seen it, but I know it's uber popular, was, and then um, she's just funny. Yeah. She's just so funny, and You're Too Silly, the best in show, they are so stupidly hilarious. You know, like, and we will randomly say, what's, what's your, what's your saying? Hey, what happened? What happened? That's, That's right. Just funny shit. I went to the side of the show and I said to the girl, I said, hey, what happened? And she looked at me, she's like, I don't know. What happened? It Anyways, was a great show. I loved it. They are. That was the, uh, 
That was, oh, what was that? That was the Mighty Wind because yeah. it was the one where they're doing the tribute to that type of music. Yeah, folk and music. He was a rigid producer before. And that, that one was funnier, I think, <laughs> than the do- the best in show than the dog show one, only because they were like old folk singers. Yeah, like not them physically aged old, but yeah, they started off like man in the seventies. He's going in the bone and brew. Oh my god! And then they were like, everyone's clapping and they're like loving it, and then yep. it was just yeah, it was. It was such a, a great satire. It was so funny. But she really is a fabulous actress, oh, and yeah. I needed to remember her name, so of course I had to look it up and Google it or whatever. Hey, Will Smith, we should really give him ginormous amounts of credit. Oh, he already has credit. He knows how good he is. He's that good. Yeah. He. We just saw the in the pursuit of happiness. And I've seen that before a couple of times. Such a great oh, yeah. freaking movie. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And Pursuit you know, of Happiness was a great movie. And that he had his own son in that movie with him. Yeah, Just which to make I didn't it even realize, more personable, but, yeah. to make his tears even more real. Yep, and I should have known that just because you could see that relationship between the two of them. It was just so natural, which totally explains it. Yeah. Like, you know what? He was in Hancock. And, yes, he was in Men in Black. But that pursuit of happiness and iRobot and so many, like Ali, so many movies are just amazing. And I don't keep up with him. I hope he won many, many, many awards. Yeah, I do you know? too. I think he's a really great actor. I think he's phenomenal. He was. I think he should be the next Denzel Washington. Oh, he's actually, I think he sculpted himself to just be... Will Smith. Yeah. Like, everybody knows him. We all know his work. We even know his sound. Yeah. Like, right back from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Well, and again, see, that's the thing. Funny. It all started with with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because he did the soundtrack to that. And then he did the soundtrack to Men in Black. And then he also did the soundtrack to Wild Wild West. And... Uh, Aladdin! Did he really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has all of these. Yeah, the Prince Ali. Ali, Ali. But that was originally uh, uh, Robin Williams. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I didn't see the original Aladdin. That was the cartoon one. So, again, they remastered it. This one's not a cartoon? No, that was the live action. This is the one that we just watched recently with Will Smith is not a cartoon. No. Shut up! Look at the original Aladdin. No, the one with Will Smith is That's not, not a, cartoon. a cartoon. What is it then? CGI. Oh, it is a cartoon. It is not real life. Whatever. Oh, please. Get over it. But this anyways, is... he's talented. Yes. Great actor. He can sing. Oh, he's amazing funny, to actor. Funny, he's amazing. In, he's an entertainer. And again, uh, Independence Day, um, Men mm-hmm. in Black, the whole yeah. series. The way he oh Independence Day we've seen that up his the way he's time. able to actually like be funny at the same time try to be serious it's just a really well good he demeanor. has that like sarcastic humor oh I, I robot right? that was a great oh, oh they were so many of them that are so fantastic there's some That's actors I mean, out there yeah. awards he he needs every award for every movie he's ever done there's there's some actors out there where you're like if he's in the movie I'm gonna watch like yep. Nick, Nick Cage. Uh, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Nicholas Cage? They call him Nick Cage, N I C. Who? Who calls Ro- him Nick Cage? I think it's uh, Redbox. <laughs> when we were when you were over there getting your ticket scanned, Shut it up. said Nick Cage all <laughs> all month on Redbox. And it was N I C. 
Okay, for starters, Nick Cage is on Redbox, okay? There's yeah. a problem right there. No, it's just because everybody is lazy and we can't say Nicholas because right. that's too too long, too difficult. It was funny. I just Nick had to laugh. Cage. Just and I Way to go, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not comparable to Will Smith. I'm sorry. No, I didn't see he was comparable, but I mean, again, he's a really good actor, too, and he's got some huge background from his father. Um, I was watching, I was listening, or actually reading an article in Apple News about uh, Melanie Griffith and her mom, um, the lady from uh, The Birds. What was her name? Cease. Uh, oh, crap. Oh, I know who you are. Tippi Hedren. Yeah. Her mother was, or uh, Melanie Griffith is the daughter of Tippi Hedren. And oh. Tippi Hedren just looks amazing for what she is. And Melanie Griffith, wow, she's just changed. And this is crazy. I, I didn't know. know that about that Tippy Hedron was her mom. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I think you're mistaken about Nicolas Cage. It's I think his uncle. It's not his dad. That's the the Coppola. Francis, Francis Ford, Ford Coppola. Coppola. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think it's his dad. Yeah, that's right. right. But anyways, no, he's not a good actor. No, Aircon. he is. Eric. National Ocon Treasure Air. was a. Sorry. <laughs> National Treasure National was great. Treasure Shut was, up. No, it was not great. It was just good. Oh, horseshit. And Con Air, I kept saying Air Con. Con Air was just dumb. No, it was great. It had a premise. Uh, it had a base. No, yeah, you had the no, drag no, no. queen. The only thing that it had John was Cusack. John Cusack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was all it had. That was the only good thing that came out of Con Air. All right. Well, what are you going to think about this one? This is Purple Rain, Rock Phoenix Live. You love this one, Jen. Don't I try. do. I never meant to call you when you sorrow I never meant to call you when you pain
now you can tell everybody, hey, thanks Rock Phoenix Live for playing the whole version of Prince's Purple Rain. gospel you heard me say it that was the gospel i get close my eyes and everyone has their hand in the air and praise jesus that's all i have to say he was so fantastic and all about what are you still laughing i'm just it was a it was a perfect intro it was about fucking time but it's really <laughs> awful it's terrible it actually oh. is a really good song, Prince, and he passed away. Yeah. He's a really good musician, but I didn't mean any disrespect by it. It's about fucking time. No, it was a terribly long song, yes. Yeah. Truly. I should have said truly long song. But no, he was about the sound. Yeah. And he was crazy, he was funky, and he was electric guitar, and had the revolution behind him. Like, all these girls' vocals and his, like, high notes, like... I can't even I can't even get there. I think it's truly amazing. That, according to some Chicago radio station, number one breakup song. Yeah, for sure. It's all about loss, is what he said. And like well, red blood in a blue sky makes purple rain. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Well, here's what I think about Prince. Prince was an amazing guy. He played all the instruments. He didn't he know he knew every instrument. Just like um, Wolfgang Van Halen knows all the instruments. Yeah, he knows how to play talent. bass. He knows how to play drums. He knows how to play guitar. And I think it's just amazing that these artists that know how to play all the different different mu- all pieces the of music, yeah. you know, know how to create the different parts for the music. Well, his sister said that purple was not even his favorite color. He liked all of the colors of the rainbow. And as soon as I read that, I'm like... Oh, he no longer wanted to go by Prince, which really was his God-given name. He wanted the sign. He changed it to, but it was a love symbol. Mm -hmm. So he was the artist formerly known as, and then he was just, excuse me, symbol. But it was a love symbol. You know And it's just, that was just a mashup of boy and girl or not gender specific. It was gender fluid. He was just that way. 
Welcome to the extended version of Rock Phoenix Live. If you're joining us right now, just to make sure that we haven't cut you <laughs> off yet, because I'm not sure we're running on past almost uh, two and a half hours here. So I want to make sure that you guys oh. catch us up. So if you are listening right now, this is the extended version if they haven't cut us off already. Um, you're right. Uh, I think the really cool thing about Prince is that he had a stage built in his house in Minnesota, and it was right off of a, a main exit, so that every time you exit that for that area, you would always see this big, giant, white building, and you knew that was Prince's oh, building. Oh, his house and his yep. studio and he everything? He had big, white trucks that oh. would load his equipment in and out from stages and tours, and then when they weren't doing that, they'd back it up to his there. actual own facility. And he had a huge you stage. You can go and see your Vikings uh, game, and I will go and take a tour of no, Prince's No, I want to see the Prince one, too. That's uh, I want to see that. That would be amazing. He gosh. used to practice in this awesome stadium that he built in his home. I want yeah. a bar, damn it. And you guys are like, yo, you just drink it all away. Well, yeah, yeah, I probably would. But you know what? I also want to have bands play. That'd be freaking awesome. Oh, That's a dream, most right? Most men just want a man cake. Well, yeah, but I'm not that kind Shit. of man. I'm not. Anyways, I thought he was extremely talented, and yeah, it was quite a sad day when when he passed. So. And you know what? The other thing about Will Smith is uh, in iRobot, he did a really good job because he was able to play like that really bad cop that didn't yeah. like anybody who was yeah bad boys. Recluse. Yeah, yep. he had his well, bad not boys even, character. No, no, no. The bad boys character is different. The character in iRobot was barely like he was a poor poverty guy because he was a cop. And uh, he played this guy who had gotten injured by a robot and had to have robot arms put in because he, he got... didn't get injured by the robot. He was run off the road yeah. and was in a frozen river, and then they had to remove his arm and his and they chest put robot and bus on. put and then robot he... parts in. Right, and then he finally realized that the robots weren't out to get him; they were out to help him. Yeah. Well, but it was not still all. a really good movie, and like you said. Uh, Will Smith is one of those actors where if you see a Will Smith movie, you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be entertained. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll yeah. be good. And when I was talking earlier about, you know, the Ghostbusters movie, the new one, yeah, it's $25, so I'm waiting until it's $5.99. Not because it won't be good, but because I'm cheap. That's the honest truth. I would pay $25 to watch a Will Smith movie. I totally would. Absolutely. Because he's that damn good. Well, then we watch that, uh, and here's another guy that's also worth money, is... Um, uh, who's the guy? Uh, Joe versus the volcano. Uh, Wilson. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Any Tom Hanks movie is worth buying. Pretty much. And then we did that because we followed the Apple TV, and they had that one movie that was on Apple TV. So we, I got that until we could watch it, and then it ended up being a really bad movie. What? Tom the, Hanks had a bad movie. The one where he found that girl, and he taught her how to speak English. I must have been sleeping. Probably were. Oh, was that bad? I fell asleep. Maybe. Okay, Merle. <laughs> <laughs> Who's listening to this going, damn it, Jen. Come on, be nice. <laughs> right. We didn't talk about, uh, uh, we talked about um, <clears throat> Smash Mouth and All-Star, but we didn't talk about the Shrek series. That Shrek series <laughs> is really a great series as far as cartoons go. Uh, and they have Mike crazy. Myers did a great job at marketing yeah. that and then putting that out. And they have some smaller ones, not like full movies, but just little series, Christmassy ones. And, you know, we just watched, well, I say Christmas because we just watched it just last month. Right. And it's funny and the characters are great. Hey, and that's Eddie Murphy. It's the Burrow. It is, right? as a matter of fact. Right. That's right. right? Eddie Murphy. 
from, uh, Shrek of course. Shrek is just funny, yeah. And right. Fiona, she's so great. And she's cute. And they have cute little babies now. Little Do you know, you know who Mike Myers' babies. wife was? That was, um, what's her name? From um, uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Yep. Yeah, it was a really just a fun for the whole family kind of movie. Yeah, so. if that movie came on, that's like one of those movies you go to as a family. Like, we're putting this on because it satisfies everybody in the room, not just the kids. Yep. Yep. All right, well, let's kick it off with some uh, slow stuff because this song and this movie was actually a really big hit, and it deserves credit because Costner's in it. I love... Uh, Mr. Costner, I love Whitney Houston, and this movie, The Bodyguard, was really fantastic. I can't say no to it! I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Rock Phoenix, Pop Phoenix Live. If I should stay, I would only be in. Your way, so I'll go. But I know I'll think of you every step of the way, and I. Oh! 
loving this new sound. I'm loving this new sound, baby. It sounds great, baby. All right. So, back baby. there. Baby. I mean, Whitney Houston. I mean, come on. The bodyguard. I'm a huge fan of Kevin Costner. It that always suits me her, well. That was her acting debut in that movie. In 1992, that oh, was the first time. But she started singing in church. Imagine that. Yeah. That gets that whole high note, you know, like the gospel chorus kind of sounding. Plus, she's got like that rhythm and blues kind of sound. Her cousin is Dionne Warwick, who is uber famous also. No right? They both sing. And yeah. I'm sure she has many other cousins that sing. But anyways, I guess she just um, not only was so popular with her music why not go into acting too yeah. she was living right there in california it's a perfect spot for it and, and by then, the way you know, and by the way the role that um kevin coster plays in the movie is the bodyguard yeah and his name is <laughs> frank frank oh there's always a good yeah, there's frank. always a frank in a movie and he's a yep. good guy sometimes it's a pug dog sometimes it's a hey, really frank. cool guy that's right. in men in black that's right <laughs> men in black that's right uh, hey i'll bark for you whatever do you want to know what i am not a fan of whitney houston i would never deny that she has just a gorgeous voice it's just not my kind of music right you pick that one <clears throat> you oh but it's great it was again whitney, another... you pick celine that was all you. Yeah, and you know what? These are all movies that need to be recognized because they were top movies and they made millions of dollars and they did it with the music. And that's the point that you were trying to drive home when I was like, why should we play Rammstein? Because they weren't like, I don't even know that movie if I didn't saw that movie. Yeah. And no. you were like, and but again. I wanted somebody to hear the song and go, oh, that's from the whatever movie. And well, not like, that's exactly what these guys do. They and drive obviously, home the like movie. the um, the, the let's face it, if you saw a Celine Dion song and she's like, and she did the uh, you know, song that we just played, yeah, but this is you would rock be like, Phoenix that Live, is Titanic. not gay that's Phoenix Titanic. Live. That's Sorry, Titanic. Titanic. No. I know it's Titanic, yes, See? I agree, but that was a horrible song. All right, well, I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry the song's song. horrible, but it was a hit with the movie. And truly, it was a little bit difficult when we came up with this theme. Like, I want to hear a song and boom, know what movie it came from. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, other than Ghostbusters, because that's a little obvious. Right, Hello. exactly. But I mean, some of them you really, you know, you know, you can put Danger Zone with Top Gun you know, Eye of the Tiger with Rocky, Rocky 2, whatever, you know. Yep. Anyways, get back to Whitney. It says here she's one of the best-selling recording artists of all time. Amen. And she sold over 200 million records worldwide. And the most unhappy woman in all of the yeah. world. Yeah, when she died in the bathtub, they have some medical blah, blah, blah. Heart arrhythmia coronary. When I don't she know. died, it was cocaine, like the worst. Cocaine intoxication. It's yeah, like, it just overwhelmed. She obviously took way, way too much. It was but she stupid. Also had it was cannabis. so stupid. There was no reason why she had to die. No. She was so fucked up from me, from her boyfriend, uh, Bobby Brown, that. She didn't even realize what she was uh, doing. I think there was just many, many struggles. Bobby that was she a had. huge influence. I'm he sorry to say, gone. he was a huge influence in her life, 
and damn him for ruining such a beautiful woman. He was gone by then. She wasn't still married to him at that yeah, time. Yeah, but she probably screwed her up and mentally inside, and she lived on with it. Anyway, she also had cannabis. She also had Xanax. Oh. She had cocaine. Oh, well. Come on. At that point, you're like, I'm not doing anything. Might as well fuck it. I don't F know. It. Go big. Wow. I don't know. Uh, it's very sad. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm, I'm just... It's sad, but again... Why? Because we know this stuff's going to happen. When you're a rock star and it's like, they're like, oh, you're going to live till you're in your ripe old age of 90. I don't think so. Well, no. What about the Rolling Stones? Well, that's a different story altogether. I had to beat him with their own gloves (laughs) and get a brandy glass jar full of brown M&Ms before Ozzy would go on stage. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, they're nuts up. I don't know. The Rolling Stones can't be killed killed by conventional weapons. That's what people claim. They have to, yeah. And they can't even be killed by COVID. Yep, the Rolling Stones. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening to Rock Ace Live tonight. We've had a great time with you. And we're going to end this show with Everything is Awesome because everything is awesome. If you realize how simple everything is, you will know that not to take things so literally. I think that's the biggest thing that Americans do right now and around the world is we take everything so seriously. We take everything so to the heart. Matter of factly. Yeah. And when someone cuts us off, we're like, God damn you. And it's like, and you know what? And then we cut three people off because we're pissed off. And yep. We and then we injure 1,500. So, again, when you're in the northeastern states right now with the snow and the unprecedented yeah, weather, weather, you don't need to be speeding and killing each other because, you know what? You need to be rocking the out. black ice will do that for you. <laughs> <coughs> Drive like a stoner. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Drive like a stoner. Six miles an hour tops. Yep. Drive like a stoner. <laughs> Because it's going to save your life. I don't care who you are. Even if you don't smoke, drive like a stoner. Because when you drive that slow, nobody can hit you. Because by the time you break, it'll be like 15 miles. All right, guys. We love you. Rock Phoenix Live here. Uh, Have a good night. This is everything awesome. (laughs) Because everything is awesome. So I want you guys to stay safe. Be nice to each other. Love each other. Rock Phoenix Live. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of Three years later, I shot the frosting. Smelling like a blossom, everything is awesome. Stepped in mud, got new brown shoes. Saw from the wind, and it's off from the loom.
Everything is awesome